Hello, and thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the interview on the Mid-Bay News Update. I'm Christopher Saul, your host, and today I'm speaking with Mayor Dan Hankel. Mayor Hankel is the mayor of Niceville, and he's right here with me, so I could tell you about him or he could tell you about him. So, Mayor Hankel, give us a little bit of an idea about your background. Sure. So, first of all, I grew up out in Arizona and joined the Air Force, and the Air Force kind of took me all over the world. And lo and behold, they brought me to this area in 1995, stationed me at Eglin Air Force Base. And uh, the Air Force, in its infinite wisdom, after about four years, decided that it was time for me to go back and fly. So thinking that I was going to go back to uh, Tucson, Arizona, the Air Force surprised me and said, no, we want you to go to Herbert Field and uh, be uh, in the gunship squadrons over there. So that's what we did. And I'd always told my wife that whenever I retire, wherever she wants to go, that's where we're going. And she said she wanted to stay right here in Niceville. And so we did. We have four sons, and it's kind of a rare thing for a military member, but I had all four sons graduate from Niceville High School. And some people say, well, that's not a big deal. Well, when you think from the age difference, the oldest to the youngest is 10 years. It was a pretty significant deal. Um, But we, we love this area. It has been great for our family. We raised our sons here. All of them have done well. They went off to college. All of them graduated from college. All of them married. All of them produced grandkids for us. Matter of fact, we got 11 grandkids now. But the thing that's that's unique about Niceville is the fact that it uh, it fits in with who my wife and I are. It's a wonderful place to raise a family. It's a wonderful place, and people hear me say this all the time: to live, work and play it truly is when you think about some of the things that we have here as far as amenities in the city of niceville uh, if you like to go out and see the uh, the site so to speak of turkey creek we have the boardwalk of turkey creek which goes from the north end to the south end and is a mile long now and that was done by city workers pretty impressive but again as far as who we are we stayed here And uh, shortly after I had retired, uh, one of the council members here uh, in the city of Niceville passed away. Uh, They announced that they were going to have an election. So I went and inquired about it, never once gave my name. Uh, And about a week later, I'm reading in the paper that uh, there was going to be six individuals running for the seat, and they had my name. Now, it's kind of interesting how they got my name, of course, most of you would know they would ask you what your address is to make sure you live in the city. And, of course, they could look and see where you lived. And that's how they got my name. But bottom line is I ran for the seat and was fortunate enough to win, served on the council for a number of years. And then when Mayor Wise passed away, it turns out that I was the sitting mayor pro tem. I took over at that time. And then I was asked to run for the uh, mayor seat and uh, won the election, have been serving since uh, July of 2020. Again, it's uh, been wonderful to live here, and it's been great for me and my family. What's the, uh, what's the best thing about being the mayor of Niceville? The best thing about being the mayor of Niceville is you get to help people. Lots of people that uh, come in, and, and, and they have various challenges or issues that you can help them with. And I mean, there's obviously some that I can't do anything about, but there's quite a few that It just takes a phone call or whatever to help solve an issue for them. Uh, One of the classic ones we had was that we had an individual that uh, had been a member here in this city for a number of years. They had a business here. 
and they happened to move and they were right on the county line between Walton and Okaloosa and uh, he had a serious um, sickness uh, health problem and they needed to get him into the doctors in Fort Walton Beach but they couldn't get anybody to come out uh, and of course the ambulance crews they were caught in a quandary so I had a chance to pick up the phone and talk to one of the county commissioners and we got the problem solved that's cool. And so um, I, I thought you were going to say that it was telling uh, second graders about uh, government. Uh, but uh, yeah. something you also do, right, is That's talk right. to That's uh, right. young people about government. What do you usually tell them? So most of them want to know, um, you know, what what is city government like and, and why do we have a mayor? And, uh, you know, I, I, t- I try to let them know that, first of all, it's, it's a very small subset of our overall governmental structure from the federal level down to the state level, down to the county level, and then down to the municipality. And we talk a little bit about how that interworking inner takes place. And, of course, then they want to know a little bit about the mayor. Well, I you know, try to let them know that you know, the city manager handles the day-to-day uh, activities and so forth, but the mayor is that focal point that everybody wants to talk to and uh, they also understand that the mayor is that one point in which the city manager, the council, and the mayor all get together and we look at where is the best direction for the city and what can we do to improve it. Speaking of the direction of city, the city, um, in, your, in your perfect world, what does Niceville look like in 10 years? In 10 years, here's where we're going to try and take uh, the city. Now, we're still ironing this out. As a matter of fact, we talked about it in our last council meeting where we have uh, uh, actually taken advantage of some very skilled professionals who do work on a volunteer basis that we've asked to help us with our long-range forecast, if you will, a, a city plan that takes us out in a number of years. And uh, they'll be talking with us to talk about where we are and so forth. But I know in the discussions that I've had with uh, the council during meetings and certainly the discussions I have with the city manager in private, we are very much focused on trying to make sure that we provide a city that is safe, that is growing in a sense of what can we do to make things better for our citizens. And so one of those focuses obviously is to increase the number of sidewalks that are in the city. We're also partnering with the county in a couple areas because, you know, we have a, a large contingent of people that have a Niceville address but actually reside in the county. And so we're partnering with the county on some stuff and working together both uh, with manpower and dollars to put in more sidewalks. Uh, some of the requests that people had is, you know, we need more walking places, we need more biking trails and things like that. And so we're working to try to make that happen. Uh, in addition, we are looking at the old town area down off of Bayshore, what where used to be the kind of the center of Niceville, and uh, we refer to it as the historic old downtown. But part of our community redevelopment association uh, is working to rehabilitate that area. Uh, as a matter of fact, at our recent uh, uh, CRA meeting, uh, we've made a recommendation to the to the council that we should. Um, hire a firm to uh, look, a commercial uh, real estate firm, to look at bringing in businesses to this rehabilitated area. 
they'll, they'll probably be making a decision on that in the December time frame, if not December, January, about a firm to bring in. And their job will be to recruit a lot of these, I'll call them specialty businesses, uh, you know, small businesses. We're not talking major change, but, you know, things like, for example, maybe a mom-pop bakery or maybe a, a you know, a jewelry-type uh, small store Various things like that. that uh, boutique. You know, boutique, exactly. Very good word. But, yeah, that's what we're looking at doing. Plus, we want to make that into an area where we can also expand it out and host uh, festivals, uh, bring in food trucks, you know, on a monthly basis or more often. Uh, we're talking about expanding out over on the current uh, little park that we built right across from what is Blue Collar Cafe off of Bayshore there. We're talking about putting in a... Uh, I'll call it a, a, a huge expansion of a uh, dock such that you could host uh, weddings, various outdoor type uh, ceremonies, uh, whatever else there that I think the people would greatly appreciate. And so um, as I see it, and this is just one man's thought, but uh, there's, there's a whole piece of that peninsula on the east side that's not in the city right now. And just looking at it, I know, you know, there's extra property taxes at work if they were to incorporate into the city. But it seems like long term that would be a benefit for not only the people that live there, but the people that are already living in the city to come in, increase the tax base, maybe lower the tax rate. Um, Is there anything being done to that end to affect more aggressively bringing people into the city? Well, obviously, the the one hurdle that we always have to, to get over is why do I want to pay more taxes? And what what we need to do, and this is part of that long-range plan, is we need to make sure that people fully understand what the benefits you're getting by being in the city versus being in the county. And that is part of the, the plan that we're working on because, like you said, you have to convince people that it's the right thing to do to be incorporated into the city. You know, in our con- current ordinances, Two things have to happen for somebody or a, whatever to be incorporated in the city. One, they have to be contiguous to city property. And two, they have to request it. Well, the contiguous, a lot of those, that's that's easy. It's requesting being incorporated, and that goes back to your question, what are we doing to make that happen? That's part of that plan. And, and again, we have to be able to show what are the benefits of being a member of the city you know, versus being in the county. On the, off the top of your head, what are some of the benefits that people should consider when they're thinking about, why should I pay more for taxes? Why should I incorporate? So, the- You know, now that my kids are bringing home a bunch of art from their preschools, uh, it's kind of starting to stack up, or at least it used to, until I got Deer. Deer is an app that you can get on your phone that allows you to scan all of your kids' art and macaroni shell necklace art paintings and you know coloring and stuff like that into one place and then you can throw it away when they're not looking and keep those memories forever so that you have them but you don't have the clutter that goes with it again that's the deer app check them out on the app store you can thank me later you know there's a lot of little ones that that i can think of right off but for example There's a lot of activities that take place in the city to include our senior center, to include our youth sports and stuff in which residents of the city don't pay any, any fees 
to be a part of that. If you're outside the city limits and you want to be a part of that, we don't turn you away, but you do pay extra. Uh, we provide most of these places with water and sewer service. And uh, again, uh, being in the city, they're going to pay less for that water and sewer than what they pay by living in the county. And obviously what I'm telling you is we charge them more because they live in the county and we provide that service. Uh, same thing with the uh, uh, waste management uh, current contract we have, what type of services we provide, how often we provide it. Uh, in general, just the opportunities to partake and be members of the city that contribute. For example, we have lots of folks that come in and want to vote in our municipal elections and they can't. So there are lots of, like I said, small benefits that take place uh, that they probably aren't aware of. And again, that's part of the things that we need to make them fully aware of. Switching gears a little bit to uh, the last council session in November and really the one in October as well, you've had a group called White Hat Productions come in and pitch you guys on the Mullet Festival. So can we talk about a little bit what happened at the last meeting, sure. uh, what's moving forward with that, and what people might be able to expect from this? So when uh, White, Hat, White Hat Productions came in the previous month, they came in pitching uh, a return of the Mullet Festival. Now, White Hat Productions is a for-profit organization, whereas in the past, Mullet Festival was run by 5013C, nonprofit uh, group with support from the city. White Hat wants to come in and start start the Mullet Festival back up because they've had, let's be honest, they've had a lot of people ask, when are we ever going to start the Mullet Festival back up? For the city to start it up, we just don't have the manpower, the money, etc., to make that all happen. And so White Hat says that they're willing to take that responsibility on. Well, there's a lot more to it, and part of that is they, they're going to need city support on some things. Some of it is manpower-wise. For example, they would love to use our police and fire department and part of our public works people. Uh, also, there are uh, things that, uh, to be perfectly honest, they're using the Niceville brand, and uh, you know that Niceville brand is is we worked hard to build that up, and so. What is, in return, does Niceville get out of this and so forth? And so when they came in to brief us the first time, uh, we, we barely had a quorum for a council. And I think what they were looking for was the council to vote and say, hey, step forward and go. I cautioned them. I said, uh, you know, we're on a, we barely have a quorum. And if any one of them were to vote no, this whole thing's going to fail. So they decided wisely that they would wait and come back. But while they were here, we went ahead and listened to what they had to say. And of course, what they had to say did not answer a lot of the concerns or questions. I guess questions would be a better way to put it that we had. And we strongly suggested to them that they needed to go back, do a little more homework and come back with, a, with some answers to some of the questions that we asked, Since which that's what they did in our last council meeting here in November. We, uh, we let them present uh, they, they had a little better presentation this time. They were answering some questions and so forth. And uh, they wanted uh, us to obviously give them approval so they could start. Because, you know, putting together a mullet festival is not something you can do in a week. It, you know, it's, it's a long-term effort. And usually a year out is not too soon to get started. And so <clears throat> as they made their pitch, they did answer a lot of the questions we had. But there was a couple that they didn't answer. 
One of them was how are they going to handle parking and where are they going to put parking because our mullet festival grounds is also where we have most of our youth and high school sports fields and they get used heavily and we cannot as in the past allow people to park on those grounds so we said hey where are you going to park everybody because we're talking about an event that probably would attract somewhere between 20 and 30,000 people and so we gave them a tasker that they've got to solve that problem and I know that they, they, they're going to look to uh, Northwest Florida State College to see if they can help them out with that uh, particular role but again that's one uh, that we need an answer on also we need an answer on what what do they need from the city of Niceville in terms of manpower and what is the the negotiations that need to take place to make sure that Niceville is not only able to pro provide it because remember we're manpower wise we couldn't do it on our own uh, they if they want us to do it that's a max effort and may cause us to have to not do a few things for a period of time a short period of time but nonetheless not do a few things so we gave them that tasker to answer the, the parking question and the manpower question and what, what they really need. But in order for them to get started, we went ahead and gave them what we called a contingent approval to begin the process of planning and trying to coordinate acts and stuff to come in. Now, uh, they also want to bring in local talent, you know, not just the name stuff, you know, that's uh, Nashville and other places, but also local talent. But we did give them that contingency, at least start looking at that. But they still owe us those answers on manpower and parking. Um, so, you know, I, all in all, I will tell you that the council voted five to zero to approve that contingent uh, thing. So it's not that the council is against it. They just want to make sure that what we do is what the citizens of Niceville deserve. And so basically what you're saying is you guys gave them, gave them a yes, but they got to figure out parking and they got to tell you how many police officers we need, how many firefighters or paramedic, firefighter paramedics they need, or how many uh, public ditch works. stickers you yeah, need. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So okay. that's what we're expecting them to come back with is answers to that. In the December meeting. In the December meeting. Yeah. Okay. And um, so are, are you excited at the potential to uh, have another, uh, go out and get some mullet at the mullet festival is that <laughs> yeah. is that something that's been missing from the the mayoral duties in the last couple of years yeah i mean you know it's been what about three or four years yeah. since we've had the mullet festival and of course you know that becomes a big deal and it's kind of a novelty because when people who have never been here have heard about it they start thinking about these hair haircuts <laughs> but no in reality it is a fish and cooked the way we cook them, they're pretty tasty, and so a lot of people uh, like to see that, but the mullet festival isn't just the fish. I mean, it's for everybody. You have people who set up booths to do various uh, arts, crafts, whatever it is that they do. It's uh, kind of a fair uh, atmosphere where, you know, kids, young adults, and even old adults come in looking for rides and entertainment. It's just a fun time for families, and that's what hat White Hat is trying to do is make this a family-oriented type uh, deal. And, you know, we, we, we wish them well because we want it to be successful because, again, I think many of the citizens of Niceville, as a matter of fact, I think you ran a survey, and it was something like, what, 68%? I had a 68%. Uh, I, so for the listeners at home, a couple months ago, we ran a survey asking people, hey, would, would you like to see the Mullet Festival return? 
Uh, 68% of the respondents, about 300 people responded, 68% said, yes, we want it. And yeah. I was shocked. I thought it was going to be much, much lower than that. Yeah. I, thought it was, I didn't think it was going to be a majority. Yeah. Um, but I was wrong, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it, it seems to me that, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of support uh, generally for the idea. I'm excited to see you know, how they do solve that parking. There's not a whole lot of parking in Niceville, especially not public right. parking. And so how they crack that nut, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see. But um, the last thing I want to ask you about, because I think you mentioned it, except for this meeting, for I think probably six months in a row, you talked about um, how your grandsons would come to you and say, hey, why is the kids' park not open? Well, my understanding is that the uh, senior center hours have been extended, uh, and we're looking at other extensions in other places. Do you have any announcements to that effect? Sure. As a matter of fact, uh, we're going to, as you mentioned, we're going to extend the hours for our senior center because, again, on our senior center, we still have a lot of folks that are working. And uh, normally we close the senior center around 4, 4.30, but a couple days a week we're going to extend those hours so those who work can still come in and take advantage of the senior center. And I think you would agree because you've been in there several times. Our senior center is probably the best in Northwest Florida, if not in the state of Florida. It is an awesome facility, and a lot of credit goes to our previous city manager, Lanny Corbin, and certainly our Public Works Department, who did most of the work all in-house, saving us tremendous amounts of money. You uh, guys used um, storage containers for that, right? We did. We actually, we, what we used was not just storage containers. What we used was mobile uh, classroom facilities that the Navy was using for their EOD school that they were then uh, surplusing. And we went out and looked at them and said, you know, we could rehabilitate these. And we purchased from them those surplus. We moved them over to just behind the city complex and we made it into something wonderful. Sure. Some of the other things that we're looking at doing, obviously we're extending the hours uh, and the days open for the library. The children's park, like I said, when you have your five-year-old grandson look at you and say, granddaddy, why isn't the children's parks open? We're looking to open the children's parks seven days a week. Um, whereas in the past, we've had several days as closed, especially on Mondays. And I mentioned Monday specifically because if you think about it, we have a lot of federal holidays that fall on a Monday, which means kids are out of school. And where do they want to go? They want to come to the children's park. And guess what? It's closed. So we want to make that uh, open seven days a week. Now, we'll tell you that there are other things that we're looking at doing similar thing, but one of our biggest challenges is getting workers. Um, and I will tell you that the city of Niceville is hiring. So if you're out there looking for a job or you know people who need a job, send them our way because we want to get these things open uh, and available for people so that they can enjoy them because we do have some great facilities. Our library is the best in the county, I'll, I'll say that. I might get some arguments from others, but. I think if you've ever been in our library, you know it's the best in the county, run by a great staff. Perfect. Well, uh, Mayor Hankel, is there anything else that I should ask you that I didn't or anything coming up that we need to talk about? Yeah, we should talk a little bit about the Aquatic Center. There's a lot of interest in the Aquatic Center, and I will tell you that's a long-term project, and it's a very expensive project. I would say that it's probably in the vicinity of $30 million. So it's not going to happen overnight, and it's not even going to happen in a year or two. Uh, we're at the process now where we have a steering committee. We're meeting with a lot of folks uh, to include the various cities in the county as well as county representatives. We're meeting with uh, folks at Northwest Florida State College. 
uh, we are talking to our uh, uh, Florida representatives about you know funding and so forth. We're trying to put together this uh, coalition and hopefully get a Triumph Gulf Coast grant. Uh, we have uh, three sites that we've identified that we could potentially put the the aquatic center in. But where, where are those sites? Uh, one of them actually is where our <clears throat> current uh, wastewater treatment plant is. The other two, one would be uh, probably on the grounds of what Northwest Florida State College would have control over, and then there's some other properties north up by the uh, bypass, the uh, the bridge bypass road, uh, north of the malt festival grounds that we could also potentially uh, negotiate a deal with. And so if you're like me and you didn't know where the wastewater treatment plant was until you noticed the smell, it's That's right. uh, uh, on 85, right right next to... Um, the Sefco and, uh, and the Little League ball fields. That's right. And, uh, you know, not too far from the uh, Twin Cities Hospital. And Jackson Guard. It's north of Jackson Guard, It's right? north of Jackson Guard. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So um, why, why is having an aquatic center so important? Well, there's a lot of activities that most people don't think about uh, that the aquatic center can do. One, we can teach our, our kids to swim. We can run swim programs there. Additionally, you know, we could uh, partner with the base and for their EOD school when they have to do the underwater training, we can do that because we uh, want to have a diving uh, facility as well in there. And we want this indoor so that we can run it, you know, year round. Uh, don't have to worry about what the weather conditions are. Uh, we want it to have an Olympic-sized pool, which means a 50-meter pool. You can bring in all kinds of competition that would meet the high school levels as well as the college or even those who are training for the Olympics. Uh, this would be a tremendous facility. And, you know, the interesting thing is when we first start talking about this, I have not heard one person tell me, don't do this. They're all excited about it. So we're, we're pushing forward. But like I said, the big challenge is going to be the money. And so the hope is... Matching funds, Triumph Grant, how much of this would come out of property tax dollars? Uh, right now, uh, it wouldn't, uh, basically. Uh, we're looking at the, the money that we get out of the uh, TDC, you know, okay. the, the bed tax. We're looking at uh, partnering, like I said, with others that would have a vested interest and want to be a part of it. Certainly, you know, we would try to look at federal dollars. Um, they And, of course, you know, the old standby is that there's a lot of people out there that are well-to-do that have interest and I'm sure would be willing to be a part of that as well. And so for uh, people that might not know, the, t the TDC, the Tourism Development Commission, they, they have a tax, the TDT, right. Tourism Development Tax, that's a tax on hotel rooms and Airbnb yep. stays that goes back and can be used for tourism. The idea being, I guess, that this would be bring in tourists, heads Absolutely. and beds kind of thing. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I talked about briefly about competitions. Uh, based on the study that we've done, out of a 52-week year, we could conceivably run 37 weeks of competition. Not continuous, obviously, but 37 weeks in a 50. Think about when you have people come in. That's that's a thousand uh, swimmers, let alone the families and the fans who come along to see those events, and they're going to be spending money all over this area. I think the next question people would say is, how do we deal with the, the traffic and the, the parking situation? <laughs> one, cha one challenge at a time. Fair enough. <laughs> well, perfect. Uh, Mayor Dan Hinkle, thank you so much for being on today. Uh, is there any last thoughts that you have for everybody? Uh, again, I just want to thank you all for being uh, citizens of the city of Niceville. I want to thank you for the support, and I want to thank you for being uh, part of making this a great place to live. Like I said, 
Niceville, a great place to live, a great place to work, and a great place to play. Perfect. Thanks again, everybody. See you later.